The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Good afternoon, 205 on the 630 Chet Afternoon News on this uh, hump day. I did it by myself, and I nailed it for the first time ever. Uh, we've got a great show for you. Sitting in studio with me right now, uh, and I have to ask you, Trisha Kindleman, uh, what's your full last name? <laughs> well, the married last name is Kindleman Podolsky, but I still just go by Kindleman on the air. Okay, great. Kindleman was always kind of a mouthful enough, and uh, yeah. I had on a nice Polish last name like Podolsky, and it just... I've tried to thank you more than once in the last, because you, you, the reason you're here, you, you produced our shows last week in the absence of Jay, who part-time produces this show as well. (laughs) And then this year or this week, um, and I kept wanting to thank you. Uh, Well, I did, but I said, well, Tricia, I want to thank her for the work, but I, I didn't know how to pronounce (laughs) your last name and it seems wrong. Right? It's just so weird. Your producer and not know what their name is. But, Who are you? Yeah, exactly. So you've been putting these shows together, and people have quite enjoyed them. Well, we only did two so far, but people seem the feedback seemed to be pretty good. All right, all right. I so I thought I'd, I'd touch base with you and see what you've lined up for today and what you're working on for Thursday and Friday. So today we're going to connect with uh, Cindy Thomas first, and she actually lives out in Antwistle. Okay. Her horse went missing back in the fall. Oh, I remember that story, yep. And they found it. Like yeah, that's three weird. months later, this pregnant horse just shows back up. So <laughs> guilty conscience, maybe she just went on an adventure, who knows what, but uh, the horse is home, and that's okay. what matters. And we're going to talk to Cindy just about, you know, that three-month time where you're wondering, where's where's her horse? They used to hang horse thieves, you know. Well, okay. Seems a little well, excessive. Yeah, but, but you, you know, Alberta is still sort of an outback kind of Vigilante place. Vigilante justice, yeah, the we'll Old see. West style. you got to do what you got to do. Um, and then after that, uh, Kate Collins is going to talk to us. She's from the Telus World of Science. She is going to talk to us about the lunar eclipse that's coming up on the 20th of this month. Yikes. I'm going to tell you right now, and mm-hmm. we should have probably had this conversation earlier, and that sounds like a great guest, and I love talking to the Telus World of Science, but I should tell you right now, for future reference, I dropped all science courses <laughs> in, I think, grade seven. Just the, as soon as I could, I sort of went over more to economics and business because oh. I, I simply don't. Okay. You've got the numbers brain. I do, but okay. I don't. The science brain, not so much. But they're pretty smart over there. Kate Collins, I think she's going to be able to uh, explain it in such a way that we'll all be able to understand okay. it. She can drop the tech speak, and so we'll be good there. And then uh, Devin Trachuk is going to join us just after 3 o'clock. He's a tow truck driver, actually, from Grand Prairie, and him and his coworkers are working on an awareness campaign and a letter-writing campaign uh, to Brian Mason, who is, of course, transportation minister. Yes. They're looking for a variety of different changes, but mostly it's, again, going back to those blue lights that they'd like to put on top of tow trucks. Okay, so you know what? That's a topic that came up in conversation on our show a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. or just before Christmas, and we got a great call or two from tow truck operators. Mm-hmm. This is a huge, huge topic for them. It's crazy to see the way people will just fly past tow trucks right, on the highway. Right, which is and not the law. No. So the law is in the adjacent lane. It's the same as a police vehicle, mm-hmm. fire vehicle, ambulance. Uh, you have to slow down. Uh, was it to 50, I think? I think it's 50 or 60. Right, yeah. so, but people are apparently not doing that and more recently there's been a few accidents on the highway and you know AMA I looked at some statistics from AMA which by the way represents 80% of all the tow trucks in Alberta okay and I, I you don't you know when you hear AMA 
you do think of tow trucks, but you don't think of, oh, yeah, I guess they've got a huge fleet of tow trucks, right? Right, yeah. They said they go on an emergency call every 15 minutes. One that would put a uh, tow truck driver in jeopardy wow. every 15 minutes. Those guys are really are putting their lives on the line. They really they are. They be considered first responders to uh, Absolutely. In, like, every way, really, because just like first responders see a lot of things, so do tow truck drivers. They're right okay. in there, too. Well, that's a good one, because mm-hmm. that's something, if if nothing else, if we help the writing campaign, that's great. But if we uh, raise awareness among drivers... Uh, as to what the rules are, that's also right? great. Yeah. Twofold, twofold purposes for this one. And then lastly, we're going to connect with Lori Zacharuk from Zach's Tracks. Okay. She is a. Zach's Trucks? Zach's Tracks. Tracks, okay. She's a backcountry expert, safety, avalanche preparedness, all that kind of stuff. Of course, we had a great outcome over just before Christmas here, just after, kind of in between. Yeah, the three red deer guys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They were missing, they were found, thank goodness. Happy outcome. Uh, but part of that was because they were prepared for okay. the backcountry and stuff. So, going to talk to Lori, find out more about preparedness, oh. and she's going to talk a bit about um, what's going on in some of those um, hot spots right now, or those places like Revelstoke, where people really like to go to, yep. um, what kind of conditions they're seeing there right now, and what's the risk. Good stuff. So, uh, coming up on Thursday and Friday, we have confirmed for Friday, well, we should start with Thursday. For Thursday, we're going to have the dream lady on. Yes, we are. Andrew was very interested in dissecting his dreams. This was so number I'm one on my list. I'm curious as to what Andrew is dreaming about. I've had some bizarre ones. <laughs> Really, really. You can dive into this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Marlene Chapman is going to join us actually for a whole hour tomorrow from 3 until 4. And she's going to talk about dreams and what they all mean. And then also she does uh, all kinds of different things. She does tarot readings. She's a medium and all kinds of stuff. Psychic kind of person. Psychic kind of person. So we're going to have some fun looking at maybe what 2019 will hold. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it'll it'll be a great hour, I'm sure. Those hours always kind of fly by when you have that stuff. And Roland Van Muir's from the AMA Travel, uh, one of my favorite guests, if not my my favorite will join us on Friday. Yes. And, you know, normally we just talk about what's, uh, and we will do this, we talk about the hot destinations for 2019, that sort of thing. But he specifically wants to talk about uh, travel insurance okay. and not the medical kind, the cancellation kind. Mm-hmm. And among people who have been affected by that in the last two weeks is our very own Jaylen Nye. So yes, she it, had an adventure. She did. Her <laughs> luggage had one adventure, she had another. Uh, she stayed in a motel somewhere she hadn't planned to on it her way to a real cruise. Pretty. Right. So it's funny because it's the kind of insurance that a lot of people don't think to get or they don't think it's necessary or they think it's covered by the airline or the travel agent. Exactly. So he's going to talk about that. So, all right, that all sounds great. We've got our first guest on hold. Uh, I'm going to take our first break, get that out of the way, and then we'll uh, be joined by Cindy Thomas. Do you want to stick around for this? Sure, sure. All right, great. Let's do that. Here's a story that caught our interest on Christmas Eve. A pregnant horse that went missing from a farm near Entwistle, Alberta in September was returned on Christmas Eve. Molly, a six-year-old Clydesdale, was found near her owner's home while she was on her way to visit her daughter, I believe, in Calgary. The owner is Cindy Thomas, and she joins us on the phone now. Hi, Cindy. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. So perhaps you could just start by telling us, for those who don't know, uh, the day, what happened the day you discovered Molly was missing back in September? Oh, gosh. Um, the five horses that she was with in the front yard, they were all near the barn, and she wasn't. We kind of started looking around for her a little bit, went out to the driveway, and the gate was wide open. She was nowhere to be found. So did you think at that time that somebody had just left the gate open, perhaps, and she'd wandered off, or did you think it was a theft? We kind of were a little bit puzzled because we always, you know, we always ensure that that gate is closed. But we didn't think right off the bat that, 
you know, she had been taken, not at all. Well, panic had to start setting in after a day or so. I'm assuming that you started looking for phone neighbors, tried to see if anybody else had spotted her? Absolutely. We we called the police. We were out there with drones, with quads, with other horses, by foot, nonstop driving around. Was, yeah. And it, was there a GoFundMe page that was actually started for this? There was actually somebody who was trying to help me look for her, decided to start that up and see if maybe a reward, would, um, an offering would kind of make someone come forward. So here we are. This happens in September. I'm sure, as I mentioned a moment ago, panic starts to set in after a couple of days. And then I would have assumed that acceptance then sets in after a few weeks that you're not going to see Molly again. Nope. Took a lot longer than that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we looked really, really hard. Like, we'd never, ever gave up. It was constant. We were, you know, supported worldwide. Constantly had people contacting us from everywhere that they were looking. They were putting up posters, you know, down from Australia to... Kentucky to Newfoundland. So, Cindy, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, a ranch guy. So, <laughs> so help me out here a little bit. Does horse is horse theft something that happens regularly? It's becoming more and more regular. You betcha. And and, and this is part of the whole rural crime um, situation that we hear about all the time. That homeowners in rural communities are not getting, you know, the investigative support they need for this sort of thing. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So now months have gone by, and you've left now for Calgary on Christmas Eve? Yes, we did. We were headed out to see my daughter for Christmas, and we were about 40 minutes out, and a neighbor phoned, and she's bawling. You've got to come see what's in my yard. You better come home. And I'm like thinking, well, is, it, is it a moose? Something that I need to kind of help a neighbor with? And she, I made her send me pictures, actually, before we even turned around. And once I saw it was Molly... And I showed my husband. We both started bawling. Did a U.E. in Florida at home. <laughs> Did a U.E. in Florida at home. Uh, Cindy, again, you know, I know nothing about horses. This horse, Molly was pregnant. So how? what's the gestation period for a horse? 11 months. 11 months. Okay. Yeah. I thought horses were faster than humans. Um, so at this point, when she went missing, she was how many months pregnant? Oh, uh, seven months. Wow. Okay. So this is really basically right before she's going to... Is it called caffeine? I don't know. Give birth? Give birth. Foaling, yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's probably not delivering a cow, come to think of it. Uh, so you had to be, you know, that was had to be a, an additional concern to you, that you've obviously you've lost this horse that you love, but the fact that it was also pregnant. Yes. And I actually didn't tell people that in the beginning um, because I, I didn't want her to become more lucrative. You know, I didn't want them to keep her based on that because she wasn't showing at the time. So, but mm. yeah, it finally came out where I, appealed to whoever had her you know she is pregnant she needs extra stuff you need to really take care of her this is crazy so now you're looking at a picture you've turned you've pulled the ewe pulled back uh, into entwistle there's molly and did you say it was at a neighbor's house and not your house that's right yeah uh not even accessible to my house like she's kind of over a good kilometer away and it, i guess she had walked right on into their backyard so oh okay because you know what cindy i thought that somebody had a change of heart returned her to you, but is it possible they just let her go and she knew where to go? No. So no, somebody left her there? Yeah, absolutely. She was spick and span spotless. Not an not a ounce of ice on her, no snow. Um, her tail, everything was brushed out. She had halter marks on her head from a halter that maybe had been too small. Well, Cindy, and I know you're just happy to get your horse back. And I'm happy for you that you got your horse back. Thank you. But that means, really, 
that somebody near you had to have had this horse the whole time. I know, and I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to handle that either, because, and I don't want to, you know, make your day any worse than it is, but that, you're probably going to interact with somebody who had something to do with this crime. I know, and it's, that's part of, you know, was the whole issue, even during looking for her, you know, you start to second-guess everybody, and everybody is a suspect, and this just kind of confirmed it. I mean, she, she had to have been really close. Wow. So I have to know, and I'm sure our listeners want to know as well, her health and how's the pregnancy? I mean, how is Molly? She's getting better every day. When we first brought her home, she had a really bad foot infection in both of her fronts, which is caused from, you know, she had been in a stable the whole time and, a, you know, accumulation of dirt and stuff. But we've taken care of that. We're taking care of her ulcers that she got, and she's getting better every day. Horses get ulcers? Yeah, from stress and stuff, you bet. Really? How do you find out? How do you know that a horse has an ulcer? You do a poop test. Oh, I am learning so much today, Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad to hear you laughing, by the way. This is a great outcome for you, other than not getting to the bottom of it. So in terms of, do you still want to know who had your horse? I do, but, you know, on the other hand, I'm just happy that they had a change of heart and gave her back. You know, I don't think I realized how much it was affecting me until now that she's home. You know, I'm a totally different person. So... You know, can I ask you as well, and again, if I don't know, you know, teachers used to tell me no such thing as a dumb question. If you don't know the answer, there's probably somebody else that doesn't as well. So let me ask you the question. How do you secure a horse? I mean, you know, what can you do to prevent the theft of a horse? (laughs) You know, I don't even know how to answer that. I know we've gotten a bunch of uh, security cameras now that go all the way across our front area or acreage. You know, we've padlocked every single gate that's accessible. Something you probably thought you'd never have to do. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, again, I'm so happy that Molly has been returned and health-wise. I I know I saw an interview with you or read an interview with you in which you said there was some behavioral changes in Molly, though. Can you elaborate on that? When she first came home, she was so lethargic. She was so depressed. You know, she she hung her head when she walked. She was slow. Um very despondent, very just didn't want to interact at all. You know, she was just kind of really resigned. But, you know, she's kind of right back to herself today. She was like, you know, feed me, and then I can do what I need to do. Move (laughs) on, walk away. (laughs) (laughs) That is wonderful to hear. Do you still want uh, police to pursue this, and are they still pursuing it? Uh, I talked to them today, and they're going to try to kind of look a little bit maybe to see who might have been involved. But, again, if I don't find out I'm just thrilled that they gave her back. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, given the description of Molly when she was returned, though, it had to be somebody who at least had some amount of experience with horses. Absolutely. Yeah, and somebody close by. It sort of does start to narrow down the uh, the pool of suspects. Man, you know, honestly, I know you're just happy to get Molly back. I hope you do find out, though, what where Molly has been for three months. It's a bizarre story to, to, to think and, about, you know? And then to give her back on Christmas Eve, you know, it was maybe they realized just how wrong it was and how maybe they just wanted to make it right. Do you know, I think you're probably right. People do, I don't want to say amazing things on Christmas Eve because I don't want to describe a thief as amazing, but amazing things, let's put it this way, amazing things do often happen on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. Well, Cindy, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I was really excited to get the uh, background on this story because it's just so unusual, and I'm glad Molly's back, and you'll have to stay in touch with us and let us know uh, when Molly has her... Colts? 
Fold. Cindy, I should have taken notes. <laughs> All right, thanks for your time, Cindy. Give uh, give Molly an apple for me. Absolutely, thank you. All right, take care. Okay. That was Cindy uh, Thomas. Man, I. What do you think of that? I want to do a podcast, like investigative style, mm-hmm. full on. Who took Molly? Yes. And, like, let's take those GoFundMe funds raised, hire a private investigator. Like, I, we need I to know. I heard that they returned the funds when they found okay. out yeah, okay. that Molly was safe. They returned the funds. There were six people who had contributed, I read. Okay, we're starting a new one. It's for a private eye, and it's for a podcast. <laughs> because, you know what? It Listen, I've been, every night, Carol and I watch something. And lately, it's been, because we found out there was like nine seasons of, uh, CSI, not CSI, of uh, investigative discoveries, you know, forensic files. Love it. Right. So, and we watched two a night. They're 22 minutes long each. So we're about into season three now, right? And I I have to suspect that if they have the ability to to find the victims at, or to find the perpetrators of these crimes all over the world, mm-hmm. that somebody can figure out Molly's situation. because Somebody it, knows something. Well, yeah, it has to be a ranch yep. farm nearby. It has to be someone who knows something about horses. I also love that they used drones in their search. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they had just flown over a field and all of a sudden saw her? What would they have done then? I, yeah. Right? Like, I hope go to the police, or do you just go in and be like, that's my horse. Give her back. Yeah. <laughs> it's know. crazy stuff. Okay, um, we're going to take a break in a few minutes here, but another story, there's a couple of comedy-type stories on the horizon. I don't want to spend much time with uh, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it was a couple of our texters asked me what my opinion was on it. If you don't know, Louis C.K., who's most recently been in trouble for, um, I don't even know what to describe it. It was a sort of a roundtable with uh, uh, Ricky uh, Gervais and Seinfeld and Chris Rock, in which he used uh, the N-word, and it sort of became, some laughed, some found it awkward, and this, of course, follows allegations of sexual misconduct on his part. But now a set of his has come out in which he talks about the Parkland shooting, Mm -hmm. which is the most horrific shooting in the history of the United States. It's even more grave than Columbine. And basically he's got a a bit now about how he doesn't want to hear from victims or families of victims. He doesn't want to hear from those who survived it. They're boring. They're yeah, they're not interesting. They're not interesting. They survived the school. Like he's, it's just so angry. Yeah, and you know, I know Drex uh, from our sister station out in uh, Vancouver called me up the other day and asked if I'd go on his show, and I did. I didn't. I pre-taped it, so I didn't get to hear the interview. But basically, it's this: if you're wondering what I think, and I don't know if you are, but here's what I think. No, you shouldn't limit what comedians can say on stage. That's really the basis of live stand-up comedy. But on the other hand, comedians need to police themselves. And they, although they're on stage to, to perform and they are stand-up comedians, they are, are also members of society. And it, it, the number one job of a comedian is to entertain. And I wonder really who... And Louis C.K., by the way, is a brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. Has and, some great stuff. Yeah, this material is is really, in my opinion, beneath him. And people are going to say, well, who are you and who is he? And I get it. But it's just my opinion. Um, I, I think he did it for himself. And I and I don't think necessarily for positive reasons. I This is the most self-destructive set I can imagine mm-hmm. doing. It was very much like he was lashing out with his anger and his rage yeah. based on, like you said, some of the controversies he's been through in the last little while, and it just took the funny out of it. It, it did. I listened to the actual set, mm-hmm. um, and just as a comedian, I was like, well, that was not a good set. Like, that was... 
And maybe he was working on new material. I don't know. But it just seems at this point, when you've been in as much trouble as Louis C.K. has, I'd probably stay off the radar a little bit when it came to controversial material. But that is what he built a career on. So there's my two cents on it. We'll take our break. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with uh, Kate Collins, staff scientist for TELUS World of Science. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.